If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the wrap. For the end of July 2020, you're listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And with over half of the year done and dusted, it can be easy to wonder where it all went. The year hasn't quite been what everyone expected, and the coronavirus is very much what we have to thank or blame. It seems like only yesterday that we visited the first major tech show of the year of every year, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. This year, much like every other year, CES 2020 was an in-person show. But next year, it will be something else entirely. The coronavirus has cancelled pretty much every show this year except CES, killing Mobile World Congress, South by Southwest, Facebook F8, Google I.O., WWDC, E3, Computex, though IFA in Germany is reportedly still going ahead in September, for now anyway. CES next year won't be, with the Consumer Technology Association, CTA, declaring that CES 2021 will be an online-only affair. And given what's happening with the coronavirus in America, it's a pretty good call to make. Plus, technology can keep on being announced without a big show, which is pretty much what we've seen this year. Even without the big shows, technology has kept on coming and will keep on doing so. For instance, there are new video game consoles coming your way for the end of the year, even if we didn't have E3 to announce them at. The Xbox One X and PlayStation 5, both of which have been revealed in pretty much all their detail, look set to offer big gaming visuals working on both old and new TVs alike. The smart home is also changing, and not just with smart lights or smart speakers. Smart door locks are beginning to properly appear, with Samsung joining the fray in Australia with the A30, a smart lock that works via app, code, or even fingerprint. Locally, Telstra has some speed boosts coming to NBN subscribers in the coming weeks, with improvements of up to 15% on the way. And Sony this week announced a camera that isn't in a phone, the A7S III. It's another of Sony's full-frame cameras, and this one focuses heavily on video, capturing 4K at one 20 frames per second, as well as some pretty solid low-light and in-camera image stabilization. It's a pretty solid-looking camera and should easily be better than what's inside a phone. There's really no competition there, though phones are good enough for many these days. In fact, the bulk of the news this week is about phones, and may well be next week as well. Next week, Samsung's Unpacked event is on, where we're expecting to hear about numerous gadgets with Galaxy in the name. We know about one ahead of Unpacked, the Galaxy Z Flip 5G, which is an updated take on Samsung's foldable flip screen phone from earlier in the year, but with 5G, something it needed, and something to make the phone a little more forward-thinking. We're looking forward to reviewing it, but it's the first of many 5G devices available in in the coming weeks. You see, 5G is here, and now that it's on all three of Australia's telcos, all three of Australia's major telcos anyway, more devices are on the way. You will need to be in reach of one of the 5G networks to get those high speeds, but whether you're an Optus, Telstra, or Vodafone customer, it's possible to get 5G if it's within reach. And if not, a 5G device will still work on 4G as well. And there are quite a few 5G phones on the way and at different price points. Asus has a model coming in the ROG Phone 3, the third entry in Asus's Republic of gaming phones, arriving with a big 6.59-inch screen sporting a crazy-fast 1 millisecond seek time, and an option to plug the phone directly into a special game controller to make it into like a Nintendo Switch of sorts, but for a phone. We saw the ROG Phone 2, and the third version is an updated take with support for 5G, coming to Australia for $16.99 in the coming months. And that sits in the high end, but much of what's coming for 5G focuses on what's defined as the new mid-range. These days, the new mid-range is usually between $499 and $800. But because 5G is still quite new, you can expect 5G phones to sit closer to the $1,000 mark. 
And there are two of those coming, with LG's Velvet, an 899 phone with three cameras, a 6.8-inch screen, 128GB of storage, and that 5G connection, while Motorola's Edge brings two firsts for Moto, 5G and a curved screen. Well, we've been checking the Motorola Edge out, and it's a nice take on a 5G phone, offering a comfortable curved screen, something that is brand new for Moto, decent connectivity, and a fairly stock and friendly version of Android. It can feel a little incomplete at its $999 price, though, missing out on wireless charging and proper water resistance, but it's a nice phone that could do with a little more in terms of camera performance. At $1,000, we're not sure we'd recommend it, particularly with how much is coming, but if you need 5G now and you like something that's more like pure Android, Moto's Edge might be worth checking out. Remember, there is a fair bit coming, so unless your needs are urgent, you might just want to hold tight, at least until the next show where we'll know more. It's going to be a busy week next week. For now, you've been listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. The Wrap will return next week for more technology in five, but until then, have a great week. Stay safe, stay sane, and take care.